Hey everybody, Code Pen Radio 398. This one is titled by Steven, because who else would it be titled by? Dev Oops. Oops. <laughs> hey Steven, how are you? I'm doing well, Chris. Uh, there was a couple of there's uh, actually as we speak, there's just so much little DevOps stuff, DevOps stuff going on. It just is the season for it. It's almost like a really premature spring cleaning in a way. Our uh, our our senior developer. CTO extraordinaire. Alex has been working on like some deployment stuff and DevOps stuff and ran into some issues and kind of brought it all to the team. And uh, <laughs> and it's like, okay, we got we got some stuff to to to, to fix. And, and and other problems that you've surfaced too. Let's start with one of those small ones. One of them was like we use at CodePen. A, a local development environment like every other app in the world. And believe it or not, we used CodePen dot, wait for it, dev. We used it for a long, long time because it's like, yeah, dev development, developer, whatever, let's use that. And long after we have chosen that, I think it became what they call a TLD? It wasn't It wasn't a registrable TLD back when uh, the dev environment was set up. And then I, I think it was like 2019 or so, Chrome uh, or Google mm-hmm. came around and was like, yeah, let's, let's make this a real thing. Which is fun. A bunch of people registered names for it and stuff. Now you see it all over the place, I find. But I, I think it is, it's, it's Google owned, right? Like if you want to buy one, you got to buy it through them. Along with that means that for something about TLDs, I wish I could articulate this, have certain special rules and stuff to them and how they behave in Chrome. What that is exactly and how that manifests is just an absolute mystery to me. But once in a while, it, it, for me, it would happen like I'm, I don't know, I'm on a, I'm using my cellular internet for some reason because I'm traveling or something. And I go to Chrome and I go to codepen.dev and it just is like... No, you. It, it would be really quick too. It wouldn't hang. It would just be this like that's unresolvable, or something. You'd be like, oh no, what's the problem? And it would take just you know restart your computer, restart your dev environment, restart Chrome, flush the DNS cache in Chrome. You know, you'd launch on this hour long personal investigation, and then I'd be like, oh yeah, I'm using my cellular internet. Maybe that's the problem or something. And then sometimes it would resolve and sometimes it wouldn't. You had you had that happen to you recently, although I don't think it was related to your internet, right? Well, no, it was. I, I needed to uh, upgrade my router. I was just having trouble with like Zoom dropping out and everything. My Wi-Fi coverage just wasn't great. Um, so I swapped out my router and then this started happening all the time. I'd encountered it before, like using a you know guest network or whatever at a coffee shop or uh, whatever, and and it would it would come up, but you know I'd go back to home and it'd be fine, so I wouldn't dig too much into it. But there's some kind of internal host resolver within Chrome itself that's separate from the operating system and like bypasses even. The operating systems like redirects and like uh, etc hosts file, wow, uh, and all that, and and so dot dev in particular is a lot more strict about that because it's a Google TLD. But I don't know what yeah. the reasoning is. There was a oh now I feel grossly unprepared. Sorry, listeners. There's this list. <laughs> 
of sites that are like HTTPS only that is like baked into browsers. You like apply to be on it and it skips this like resolution step. It's just a little bit of extra security that can happen. I think we put ourselves on that. That may be part of the issue too, uh, but I don't know. The point was using .dev is just fraught. Because it's a real TLD, I think is the root of the problem. You would never use, you know, CodePen.com or we can't use CodePen.io because that's the real website. So you can't have a browser that hits that URL. We need to see production too. Theoretically, we could use .com, but that's just too weird when you're working locally. You know, a lot of websites just use literally the word localhost or they use an IP address or something. It's a little bit more common to have a real uh, domain because the point of the real domain is then you can make a like local certificate for it. So HTTPS works locally and that's a huge deal in browsers because there's all these APIs and stuff that only work in HTTPS. Can't do that with localhost as far as I know. So you, ha you have to have a freaking local URL that resolves to your dev environment. So after all this time, and Alex did this for us, I believe, switched us to dot .test. Codepen.test. Test, I just learned this when it was brought up. Everybody apparently knew this but me, is not a TLD, nor will it ever be. It's one of these like, you know, so this won't, it won't just happen to us that test becomes a TLD next year or something. It's uh, it's like a protected one. In, in so, theory, it's reserved for uh, yeah. specifically this kind of use case, a local testing domain. It, it can't be public or anything like that can't be registered. So we switched to it and it was absolutely painless and now everything is fine. So I would recommend that to everyone. Use .test. Painless on our part. Probably yeah. a big pain yeah. for Alex. Right. I, I should say that as we're doing this, all this DevOps stuff is really a lot of Alex's domain. I'm sure as we're speaking, he's working on DevOps stuff literally right now. So yeah. <laughs> he's just harder to get for the podcast, let's say. He's the, the DevOps master. Uh, okay, so test is a good idea. You know, you don't even have to, ha you know, like localhost isn't, it's not localhost.com. It's just localhost. You don't need a dot in a, in a, in a, in a domain thing. If you're in your ETC file or whatever, or your host file, you can, um, you can just put a word. It could just be CDPN and with nothing. And that would resolve in a browser. You don't need the dot, weirdly enough. Uh, but <laughs> I think that's, go with the flow, people. Don't do anything too weird because you're going to regret it. Yeah, browsers browsers tend to have opinions about what what is valid and what you can have a certificate for and all that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's all a little, a little, little mysterious. This episode of CodePen Radio is brought to you in part by Notion. It's a new year, folks. I'm sure a lot of you are doing planning and all that kind of stuff for the new year. Certainly we are at CodePen and using Notion to do it, we've used it for a long time for that really helps keep the team on the same page. Just absolutely love it. So thanks so much for the support. So whether you're, you know, starting a new gym routine, organizing a trip with friends, or even planning your company goals, Notion is a flexible, collaborative workspace that helps you make meaningful progress in every part of your life. Get started in seconds by choosing from thousands of templates for every task. Make it your own from to-do list, OKR trackers, so much more. Notion helps you build the exact system you want so you can work the way you work best. Start your year off right and get organized now with a free Notion account at all lowercase letters, notion.com slash codepen. 
notion.com slash code pen to learn more and get started for free right now. So awesome. Again, thanks so much for the support. Love Notion here at CodePen. The best. So uh, I guess even more related to actual DevOps is I can't, how did this come up the very first time? For, uh, you know, cut to the chase. We ended up before this latest round, which we'll talk about more recently, we had this problem with something called circular dependencies, meaning that, you know, something imports, X imports from Y and Y imports from X. That's weird. And there are, and that's, in, we're talking about JavaScript here. Um, somehow tools like Webpack, and this is probably, you know, everybody likes to make fun of Webpack, but like it's been around so long that these are the kind of problems that it smooths over for you that you may not have the luxury of getting smoothed over for you as you move away from something like that. It kind of just handled. And then as we use that less and use different things, uh, it, it, it became a problem. Is that how it came up? It came up, it, it was just a thing we had to deal with a couple of months ago. And it was just a beast. <laughs> yeah, we, we have so many different um, like compilation uh, steps and and different kind of environments. Like we're running Next and we're running Rails and we've we've got basically everything in between. E ES build for some some things and there's too many piecemeal things and uh, that was starting to bring up some some issues, especially in deployment uh, where you know we're running all of these in a yet another environment um, to, to actually get things deployed. Uh, so, yeah, one one of those, I, I think it was ES Build, was starting to um, break down about, you know, a, a file importing another file that imported the first file. And uh, so we had to run through <laughs> every instance of that and uh, and fix those by moving things around, separating out uh, kind of concerns and importing things more directly rather than having like these um, larger index files that just made imports easier. And yeah, that was a big mess. Yes, it was sad, right? Because those those index files were useful. They kept our imports a little cleaner looking and stuff. But, you know, to solve, you know, to, to, to not have a circular dependency problem according to computer science ended up being kind of worth it for us, a little cleaner in a way. And we used this tool called Madge, M-A-D-G-E, to, uh, to look for them and make a report. And then the job was to clean them all up. And we did that. <laughs> and, you know, pretty, pretty soulless work in a way, but, but contributes to, a, to a, a cleaner code base in the end. And then we put it in CI, right? Or maybe we put it as a, a pre-commit hook. One of the yeah, bubble. right. So it's it's now it it was was now in place uh, as like a validator to make sure that we didn't uh, get any of these circular dependencies uh, committed, so that we could still deploy the site. Uh, yeah, what's the point to? of doing all this work if you don't protect yourself from it happening again? I mean, that's been big on our minds lately. Is like if you're gonna do this spring cleaning project and fix code. It, it's really not done until you put something in place that prevents it from happening again. Yeah. You can have all the internal documentation you want about how things should be done. Uh, right. But if there's not an actual pre-commit hook or anything, uh, then that's, that's going to break down at some point. Yeah. 
And that lasted for a while, did pretty good. But then during a recent round of DevOps work, we found some. Now, here's another piece of information you should know, though. We have a mono repo. We've talked about, I think it was me and you that talked about it on the, the podcast last time. And it's really been working out good. At least I personally really like the mono repo. You, you want to be caught up with what's going on at CodePen? You pull main and you got what's going on. That's great. Everything's in there. Uh, but it does mean that it's a little unusual if you have a really specific little project that you're working on that has its own little specific set of node dependencies that it needs. That can be pretty inefficient and complicated and weird in a setup like that. We use, we used to use Yarn Workspaces and Lerna. We kind of determined that Lerna wasn't actually that useful for us. We're just on Yarn Workspaces now. So at the top level package.json, it says these are these additional workspaces. And it does some efficiency stuff, right? Like if, if there's packages that are shared between two things, it moves those packages up to the top level node, pack, node modules folder and references from there. I don't know. Is efficiency the only reason to use it? I think it may be. <laughs> uh, it, it basically sets everything up as like a sim link um, so that as you're developing, you can be working across all these different packages. Mm-hmm. And because it's sim linked, like those changes are, are instant in all the other packages that are that are depending on it. Nice. Um, is, is at least my my understanding of that. But that that definitely speeds up our development so we're not having to like you know work in one package and compile everything and like publish it you know in some in some kind of way right um we're able to kind of work on everything yeah yeah pretty cool we have our own little internal packages set up which is nice but we ran into we started running into some more problems madge can check for circular dependencies across packages but it did it didn't check for like in in internal to one package in, inter package uh, circular dependencies. Right. I think that's what weird. We and it didn't really look for unused ones, um, which is an interesting one too. Stuff that's in your package.json that isn't used anywhere else. That should be cleaned up. Why not uh, uh, do that? Uh, kind of stuff. So we ended up, there's like some NPM tool called depth check that we look for. I think it turns out in the end, I mean, this is all evolving fastly as we speak, that we got rid of Madge because it had some issues with what I was doing. I think Alex is basically writing his own dependency checker at this point. And yeah, stay uh, tuned for the, yeah. the podcast episode. <laughs> right. But it's working pretty good. It's like spring cleaning time around here. You know, we're cleaning up our package.json files, making sure our dependencies are super clean, yada, yada, yada. A lot of work going on in that way. Right, <laughs> but yeah. it's been a, it's been a, it's been a big journey because you got to make sure everything works. You can't just go around messing with your dependencies and cross your fingers. You know, you have to. Well, well, every time you touch anything, you really got to rerun everything to make sure it's okay. Up to and including totally wiping out your node modules before testing it again, because for yeah. whatever reason, you just cannot trust uh, node modules that have been yarned over. Ten times. That's. Have, have you been Have you been doing doing a yarn cache clean as well? No, that's a, that's a fun one. Uh, that that completely erases uh, your local cache of these packages um, oh. that like yarn globally has. Uh, so that next time you yarn install, it has to re-download everything. It's extra slow. Boy. Great. Yeah. <laughs> it's already slow enough. Just, just wiping node modules on our big ass project can 
takes a minute just there. And then if you got to do the dev environment too, it's slow. And I think that's an actually an, an important distinction here is that I think all of us are like real capable of doing this really clean, detailed work. But sometimes it kind of gets skipped when you're busy working on a feature or a bug or, a, you know, there's some kind of like, ah, we really need to get this done energy that comes that's not particularly concerned about one little line of a package.json file that might be wrong. Yeah. And then, or even if you think about it for a minute, you're like, oh, in order to actually test this, I really need to like stop, wipe my node modules, run this tool, you know, cache clean, do all this extra work that's really kind of slow. And it's just, I don't know. It's just not, we just don't do it enough. So there's that. TypeScript is involved with some of this stuff too. Uh, and uh, how, in a way, I guess we have these like individual builds for all of our packages that you have to make decisions about, you know, do, do they each have their individual version of TypeScript or can we depend on the top level workspace one and are the builds consistent? Yeah, we, we had to drop Madge for that reason. Something in Madge's dependencies uh, was referencing a really old version of TypeScript and that was forcing that version of TypeScript for like all the other Packages that we were oh, really? doing, and so uh, yeah, that's horrible. Alex and Alex and Robert were going back and forth on like the right solution for this, and we have some like advanced stuff that's um, like pulling the TS configs and like you know building all of those from the top level and all this kind of stuff. But ultimately, like Madge just needed to go. Um, so <laughs> farewell. You were useful <laughs> once. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I think we're ser searching for a replacement if uh, Alex doesn't just write one uh, first. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's uh, Madge is more about like the import uh, circular dependencies, whereas depth check is just checking like the package.json um, right to to see the the packages that are referenced and then and then making sure that those are used and that those aren't circular. It's very interesting that they don't. There's not one package that they're such related concepts. Yeah, you know. That it's weird that they don't do both, but you know, so be it. So you know, while we're doing this, we're like you know, syncing up on versions of dependencies and stuff like that, and then you know, in in some cases, upgrading it. Like, oh, this package is using you know just twenty nine, whereas this one's using just twenty seven or something. And then and you know, our spirit is just like, just get it upgraded, you know, just do it, you know. But the problem is there there tends to be thought behind that that's a little hard to document. Because Jason sucks, you know, I should say that. I'm a big fan of Jason. I'm, be, I'm beginning to like him more and more as time goes on. But the, just the one fact that you can't put comments in those dang files, really yeah. fucking great on a guy. Because there's knowledge that you'd love to share in those files sometimes. Be like, this is on this version for this reason, <laughs> you know. This is a load-bearing package. <laughs> Do not remove. <laughs> So it was just this tiny one that came up yesterday that was like, oh, okay, let's upgrade to Just29. Oh, Just29 has this requirement that this a loader returns an object instead of a string or blah, blah, blah. And so this loader that clearly hasn't been touched in six years is now broken. So we're like, are we monkey patching? Are we writing our own? You know. So while you're doing this, this DevOps work... <laughs> It it opens up little rabbit holes snowball. all over the place. Yeah, yeah. 
uh, my, you know, t- today's is like, okay, you know, we've done all of this work and cleaned up all this stuff. Let's clean up the package.json files themselves because they're in different orders and some of them have extra keys in there that are like, why does this one have keywords in it? Like, is this something using that? Does this one really need a homepage link? You know, there's just weird stuff. And that's not, it's not that important of work, but it does, con- you know, if you, if you get it all fixed up once, uh, that's, that's good. You know, it's part of the spring well, the, cleaning. The more consistent they are between the different files, like that's, that's just going to help us as we maintain things going forward. We're not having to like parse why we're using files in one and exports in another. And, you know, like, yeah. If, if we can find those those consistencies, that'll that'll help us. Yes, indeed. There's also we we chose this architecture. You know, we chose the fact that we're going to build individual packages and we're going to import the packages from other packages that we build, all to serve the kind of highest level things that we're building. This is all human invented stuff here. <laughs> So one of the things that Madge nor Depchak nor anything else can really help you with is our kind of handshake agreements on what the hierarchy of these packages are. So, for example, we have an icons package. Perfect world, that icons package does not import anything else that we Self-contained. wrote. Self-contained. Self-contained. And in, 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 in fact, our entire like design system library components are that way, too. They don't, I mean, they, they depend on React and stuff, but they don't depend on anything else that we wrote in there, which is just kind of this line in the sand for, for cleanliness. Because when you're dealing with circular dependencies, which we've been talking about as a, this weird kind of deployment problem, you don't want a, you know, a hooks package that depends on your library and a library package that depends on your hooks. I mean, that, then that's a circular dependency and that's a problem. That, your tools will catch that, but you won't even get into that situation if you are adhering by your like handshake rules of the packages that you build. Uh, anyway, so that that's that's DevOps. It's been a it's been a journey. I think it's been cool to involve the whole team in it. Uh, it tends to be something that you know if you have a DevOps person that they're you know they can be frustrated by this and. Uh, uh, and and think it's entirely their job, but you know the, the package.json JavaScript universe is kind of a like it or not kind of a, a front end developer concern that uh, the load can be spread to everybody, and thus the knowledge is shared too. And it ends up for for being better work. I'm very glad that Alex is just doing this himself because that uh, anyway the, I, I just feel a lot more knowledgeable about what's going on now that I that I wouldn't if he you know, chose not to, to share the burden here. It's, it's helpful to get your hands dirty with that every now and then. And it's all making us all the hungrier. Like, can we do something else now? <laughs> I like the one where we make the border radius. That's fun. That's a <laughs> That's lot more my favorite. <laughs> all right. Any final thoughts? That's, that's it. That's it. <laughs> DevOps, baby. Thanks. Special thanks to Alex who didn't appear in this show, but does most of this work. All right. Take care. Bye. Bye.